position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 71 of the Best Linux Games podcast, uh, being recorded for you live on uh, 2016-03-04, that would be February, or March uh, 4th, 2016, at 4.34 a.m. Pacific Time. We would be honored if you would join Oh, listen to that. I, Ivor Molina, making use of one of our top stories, even as we speak. Um... We'll get to that in a moment. You're supposed oh. to help me. Ivor, come on, I am helping you. Uh, <laughs> that would be Scooky Soundboard, but we'll get to that in a moment. First, we have to hit our real top story of the week, the one that, you know, we <laughs> is not an in-house project. Cheers, ladies and germs. The HTC Vivra. Actually, Viva. V-I-V-E. Uh, let's have some whiskey, actually, in honor of this top story, because it's kind of exciting. Mm. Mmm. Mmm. Yes, if you've uh, logged into the Steam client over the last week, chances are that you have seen uh, an ad that um, the HTC Vivra, uh, the first uh, Steam 
uh, for Steam VR compatible, fully compatible, um, virtual reality headset and control system, uh, is now available for pre-order from HTC. Um, it is $800. Um, but even uh, that, that is a steep price tag. It does kind of give one, well, it doesn't just kind of give one pause. It gives one serious pause, but, uh, <laughs> um, it's available for pre-order. The cool thing is, the pre-order is supposed to ship on April 5th. I think it's April 5th. Um, I don't have that information in front of me immediately, but, uh, I'm pretty sure it's like April 5th. First, first week of April. First week of April. Making it, uh, the first into the coming, what I believe to be the virtual reality battles, um, between, uh, open source platforms. Uh, like Steam VR and, uh, Oculus's closed source platform, Oculus Rift, of course. Um, there's one thing that's deceptive in the, uh, I, I'm, I just submitted to my editor at, uh, Slant News a full piece on, uh, on this. So if you want, like, the super specifics and, like, the super differences between what makes the HTC Viva and, uh, different from the Oculus Rift and, and just where the comparison breaks down, uh, Look for a link, you know, in, in the show notes or just hit me up on Twitter or just hit up slant news. It should be up there, you know, later today. Um, but the big thing that is deceptive about the $800 price tag for the pre-order is that yes, that is a lot of fucking money. Yes, you can build a computer for that. Yes, you can buy a computer for that. You could buy a really good laptop for that, but people are going to compare it to the Oculus Rift's $500 it's either 500 it's either yeah it's, I think it might be 599 but it, anyway let's just say it's 500 bucks Oculus Rift doesn't come out until July and that's a tentative date for their pre-orders um but here's the real hidden difference between the two the Oculus Rift even let's say you know we're running Steam on Windows which we're not hmm the Oculus Rift doesn't, the Oculus Rift runs in its own, um, its own, uh, it's called Oculus, uh, fuck, what is it called? I have it written down here. Hang on. Sorry, my bad. I'm poorly prepared for this week's episode. There's been a lot of shit to cover. Um, Oculus runs in its own thing anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, whereas, um, the HTC Viva runs, uh, oh yeah, Oculus runs on the platform Oculus, called Oculus Home. The Steam HTC Viva runs in Steam VR. So, we can be fairly confident that it's going to run great in Linux. But the real, real big deal is that the Steam V, the HTC Viva, Includes in that eight hundred dollar price tag, which I just got quoted uh, eight hundred and thirty bucks with shipping, you know, included there. Um, the HTC Viva includes uh, the right and left control sticks that you use, you know, to manipulate the reality, you know, blah. The headset and the full room kit to wire your room for it, um, so that you know, blah. There are other. 
technical dif- differences, but the thing the thing that really jumped out at me was I was like, "Fuck me harder." Who's gonna eight hundred bucks? I mean, you know, yeah, sure, virtual reality is going to be. Um, I mean, if you've used it at all, you know what a transformative technology it's going to be. So basically, anyone can afford to write their own ticket. Any manufacturer, publisher, or whatever creator of any uh, platform can basically afford to write their own ticket because everyone once once people start seeing it, they're gonna really want it. In fact, it's gonna they're gonna want it bad. I mean, like mega bad. Like I want mine bad. I want mine fucking. I'm contemplating. I'm con- I'm seriously contemplating putting that 800 bucks on a credit card, which between this and, uh, Linux Fest Northwest, I don't know. I kind of have to choose one or the other. But anyway, what, what I'm trying to say here is I looked at that $800 price tag. And I'm like, Oh shit, man. What, you know, average consumer is going to be pumped to pay that. And then I looked at what Oculus Rift is, you know, what, what they're selling via pre-order. And then I realized that they don't include any control surface. They don't control, they don't, they don't include any joystick, anything. It's just the headset. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that the $200, $250, $300, uh, price difference between the two is more a reflection of HTC's honesty in terms of what you get versus, um, Oculus's uh, I guess you could call them hidden costs or whatever, but here's the, here's the punchline to that hidden cost argument. Um, Oculus doesn't even have, I mean, they have images, like, of product prototypes and shit for what they propose to be their control surfaces, their control interfaces. Mm. Basically the equivalent of the two Steam joysticks that are gonna be required per headset, um, to, in Steam VR. Uh, they have product images of them. They have absolutely no e- ETA for when those will be available. They have no um, estimated price of those devices, etc. So HTC Vera, I mean, first to market, uh, looks like a comprehensive solution and first to run with direct native Steam VR, which, like I've been saying on this program for ever since we started covering virtual reality, which I think goes back to episode three, um, the benefits of running with Steam VR as a free and open source platform, especially after my nightmare with Oculus Rift's SDK 2, um, and trying to get to run cross platform and trying to develop for it, um, and just coming up against nothing other than Roblox. The benefits of having a free and open source platform like Steam VR, uh, which HTC has jumped on with both feet, uh, already, I think are already, uh, the proof, the, the proof is already in just by virtue of the fact that they're going to be first to market, uh, with a, I mean, $800 doesn't sound like a competitive price tag, but when you consider the alternative, it is a very competitive price tag, especially for a comprehensive solution. So you can go to, uh, HTC, uh, you can, you can find the, uh, the link, uh, actually in the Steam Store website, um, for HTC's website to pre-order the Viva. Awesome. More whiskey. Yes. More. More whiskey. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, between the HTC Viva and uh, Oculus Rift, you know. Now I'm really angry. This is Fargan War. Mm-hmm. Fargan War. Speaking of which, our second top story. Man, we have a big show today. We might actually have to go 40 minutes. Um, Our second top story is I've been diligently 
very hard at work um, on a uh, side project called uh, the Skooky Soundboard, uh, which is what we've been using, what Ivor's been using. Hi, Ivor. Ivor, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth uh, has been using to trigger our uh, sound effects this week. Um, it's designed to be a non-Java-based uh, Linux virtual soundboard that runs exclusively off of hotkeys that correspond to um, pre-mapped soundboards that you can scroll through. So for me, like I have, I hold down the super key and I press, you know, one of the numpad keys, like for instance, Surprise, that's, you know, super key and keypad eight. And it doesn't change my focus or anything. Um, unlike other quote unquote sound virtual soundboards that I've seen available for Linux. There's, it's a really strapped market. So I, I said, fuck it. I'm going to fucking write my own and we're almost done. Uh, we have, um, I mean, you know, our, our prototypes are functional. Uh, so yeah, that's really cool. If you want to know more about that, hit me up on Twitter at Vegas Writer and, uh, I'll get you set up with at least, you know, our current prototype. We haven't even hit, uh, 1.0 yet, but our alpha is good enough to let you manually set up all of your soundboards, which is a pain in the ass, but they're persistent and you can scroll through them with hotkeys. There's no other window. So nothing changes your focus. Like if you're in game and you want to, you know, chat and fire a soundboard, you know, sound effect or whatever, this will do that for you. So I thought I might mention that on the show. Also, in our top stories, finally, our website, bestlinuxgames.com, is now, should actually really finally be fixed. It has been a fucking disaster, but it should be up now if you would like to go there and visit with us, see our videos, etc. Speaking of our videos, that brings us to our new and noteworthy, and uh, this week's uh, feature, which is also happens to be a complete review. Our game this week. Oh my. Oh my, ladies and gentlemen, would be called Super Hot. S U P E R H O T. Super Hot! Can you say that with me? Can you say it with me? It goes like this Super Hot. Can you say it? Say it with me. Super Hot! So. Now, I have to tell you, this review is completely spoiler-free. Except for one thing. The thing that we're going to talk about, first of all, in terms of Super Hot. Well, okay, we'll save that. We'll save that if we have time. (laughs) I was going to show you Tree Dude. Um, (laughs) Ah, Tree Dude is is, is a little game that's inside of Super Hot. But anyway, what is Super Hot? I can't really tell you too much about Super Hot, other than Super Hot is a game where uh, it simulates the uh, uh, the PIOS uh, system, which is awesome. It gives you console access to the PIOS system, and uh, that's the most exciting thing about the game. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, which also has an integrated chat thing. Uh, and it, and uh, you know, you once you start up the the system, you get a message from a friend of yours. Who tells you about this game called Super Hot? That uh, someone is uh, the Where's crew is fucking uh, made available, has hacked and cracked and mm, giving you access to their network. So you jump in, 
super hot, you activate the EXE, which is funny because it should be a shell script, but whatever. It's an EXE because whatever. Um, and all of a sudden you're in this first person shooter. Now the gimmick behind, the gimmick behind super hot, and it's not even so much a gimmick as it is really the most, one of the most universal, one of the universal, one of the most revolutionary play mechanics that I've seen in a long time is that every, the everything in super hot doesn't move unless you move. So, this is a very valuable, um, this is very valuable to you as you are facing unending hordes of gun-wielding, sword-wielding, um, baseball bat-wielding, fist-wielding enemies. Um, so unless you move, they can't move. There's an exception to this, which, which is, occurs in the form of bullets. Bullets move at like, oh, I'm gonna say like one-eighth the, um, pace of, of, uh, of you moving. Uh, but they move regardless of whether you're moving or not. Which is awesome because this means that you can play each outrageously fucking catastrophic, insane firefight. Not just like you're in the Matrix, but like, like a work of art where you are really making these, these just reminds me, you know, okay. Let's go back a minute. Now you know what super hot is. Second thing that you need to know is you need to go get it right fucking now. It's 20 bucks. Go buy it now. It's only a five hour game campaign, but it comes out of the box pretty much wired for virtual reality. So I'm excited to play it with the Viva, but I've beaten the game. You beat the game in under five hours. That's really where the, a lot of things happen that, uh, that, uh, really make the, there is no reason to ever stop playing super hot, in my humble opinion. I have logged five hours in it. I've played, I've, you know, been playing it for three days now. Um, but let's go back to what I really want to talk about in terms of super hot. A thousand years ago, long before the rise of man on this puny planet, Sir Santa of Claws. No, anyway, meanwhile, in the past of the future, um, anyway, <laughs> digressions aside, um, a thousand years ago, I played this game called Max Payne. And this was long before I ever wrote my, 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 uh, my second book, actually. Blue Wizard is about to die. Long before that book ever came out, I was playing this game called Max Payne on what was then, I think, a, my mom's brand new HP computer, which was tricked out and totally ready to just play the shit out of Max Payne. And, what I discovered as I beat Max Payne over and over and over and over and over again, Max Payne, by the way, still holds the copyright, I think, on bullet, on shoot time, on shoot dodge. I don't think they own a copyright or a patent on bullet time, but they do own one of those for shoot dodge, meaning the act of jumping or rolling during the simultaneous process of slowing down time, enabling you to fire a weapon at one or more assailants before they are able to respond in kind in real time. Point here is, I played the fuck out of Max Payne 1. Um, a ridiculous amount. I beat it, I must have beaten it 60, 70 times. And then I modded it. And then I, you know, blah, I modded the shit out of it. 
Um, and then me and my friends played it. And then we played Max Payne 2. And then Max Payne, I think there, yeah, was, was there Max Payne? Yeah, follow Max Payne, or was that Max Payne 2? It doesn't matter. Bottom line here is, what kept me coming back? Max Payne 1. What kept me coming back to Max Payne 1 over and over again? A fucking completely linear game. Totally linear. Prescripted enemies. The biggest genius about Max Payne 1 was that the enemies got harder as you got better. Um, which kind of also malfunctioned in the sense that your first time playing a level before dying was going to be the easiest that you were going to see it, but also it did function in the sense that if you died then you were going to have to work even harder now that you knew where everyone was. So what kept me coming back? Well, it took half a generation of gaming before I could actually make what I was hearing in my head every time I played Max Payne a reality. And that was why well, come back to Max Payne over and over again, these pre-scripted enemies, pre-scripted places. I wanted to beat it. You know, each level, each combat sequence, you know, blah, I wanted to beat it in my perfect way. I wanted to make a movie out of Max Payne, and I wanted the soundtrack. It was one song the whole way through. It didn't matter. Especially, like, um, there's a level that was set in the um, back uh, portions of a theater that I found particularly fun to try to play over and over again until I got my perfect... I got my perfect performance. And this was the fun of having a friend play Max Payne with you. You know, you guys would sit there at the computer, you would trade off on deaths. I had one soundtrack in mind for every... I mean, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of hours I played Max Payne, always with this soundtrack in the back of my mind. Falling in love again. As Max goes through... Here, let's let's cue that up. We don't have it on the soundboard, do we? Hang on one moment. Because to me, like, there was nothing that could work ever more perfectly than this one song. Because all of a sudden, not only does Max lost everything, and it's all about love for him, this twisted, fucked up love, but as he goes sideways through another door, shotgun in his hand, slow motion with these three guys, it's pain! And the shells are in the air! And he lands and gets up, reloads, wheels around, <laughs> drops the gun, pulls out a Kimbo Uzi's. He can't help it, baby. So, <laughs> thank you, Marlena Dietrich. We appreciate that uh, contribution. Thank you, Ivor. That was some good crack engineering. Um, let's have more whiskey, man. I haven't, I haven't thought about this or talked about this in forever. So this is long before you could actually do screen caps. I mean, like literally, when I say screen caps, I mean screen casts. I mean, you could take screenshots, but that was it. And you couldn't save replays to Max Payne 1. You couldn't save replays to Max Payne 2. There was no social community aspect to it. But that's what kept me playing it over and over again. I wanted to see my perfect, perfect Max Payne music video. Well, Super Hot lets you do that. 
Uh, it combines that same idea of warping time, basically controlling the matrix or whatever. Um, and what, and once you finish the game, you basically just learn the mechanics for the rest of the game, which is the rest of your life, as far as I'm concerned. I find it very difficult to imagine getting, ever getting entirely sick of super hot, um, just by virtue of that fact. Like, I mean, like, right now, just talking about it, I want to go back, because you unlock a number of game modes when you beat the game. But all of this is ancillary, including Endless Mode, which presents you with endless series of enemies in various different environments. Um, but all this is ancillary to all the stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about, which is the fact that, ultimately, Super Hot provides the best and deepest mindfuck that I've experienced since Portal, and that is all I can really say. Kind of makes Portal look like a high school science fair project. Um, which, in essence, Portal really was. Portal was just, originally had its origins as a physics demo, but whatever. Portal, um, yeah. Super Hot is incredible. Once you get to know super hot. Now, let's see if we can talk about the real. This is not a super secret or anything. This has nothing to do with the story of super hot. You know, you'll, you'll, I mean, look, all I have to say is super hot, 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 super hot. But, um, in the PIOS, uh, console, uh, in, in the directory of, of stuff, there, there's a games folder. And I, I want to, sh- I just want to play for you some of the music. Let's see if we can do this, um, live. Uh, from perhaps the greatest contribution to video game design and coding since, um, you know, Major Havoc. Uh, this is a, a sample of Tree Dude, um, which is all written in ASCII. Uh, here, let's see if we can do this. One moment, please. Cue that up, I Yeah. Just, yeah. Throw it in the mixer. Okay. We'll, we'll see if we can do this. Only have managed to do this once successfully. Yeah, no, it's the P-I-O-S. Omni. Yeah, that one. Oh, here we go. Here's our console. Ah, here, fire up. So good. Alright, we're gonna go to, we're gonna go down to games. And here it is. Tree Dude, baby. His name is Tree Dude. And his song is... Then on the screen it flashes Tree Dude Tree Dude Tree Dude Tree Dude <laughs> Now we're gonna play a little bit of Tree Dude and then we're gonna hear Oh Tree Dude died Check this out <laughs> Awesome! I'm sorry, uh, anyway, so that is, uh, Tree Dude. Um, I invite you all to experience his glory, uh, as you, you know, get more, more and more familiar with the Omni PIOS in a super hot, that would be super hot, 
super hot, super hot. Um, say it with, say it one more time. Say, say it with me one more time. It goes super hot all together. Super hot. Okay. Super hot. 20 bucks. Uh, yeah. It'll change your whole fucking week and you will thank me for it by the time you're done. Um, okay. So that brings us to everyone's favorite this week. It looks like we're going to actually rock it through. We're going to make it to the deals. We have four good deals for you this week. Um, so, uh, we're actually going to have the music this week. Ivor says we have enough time for it. Okay. So I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm kind of excited. We haven't had the deals music in a while. So first off, we have the crowd. Fi- oh, Ivor. Bad Ivor. Bad, bad. Damn it. All right. First off, we have a fan favorite. Not my particular favorite, but a fan favorite. Um, it's a puzzle game. It's called the Talos Principle. T-A-L-O-S-P-R-I-N-C-I-P-L-E. Everyone and their fucking mother has loved this motherfucking game. Not surprised, considering that there are a bunch of motherfuckers who love puzzle games. But if you are one of those motherfuckers, don't be ashamed. The Talos Principle, if you've been waiting to pick it up, um, is 75% off now at $9.99, now through March 7th. Um, supposed to be one of the greatest uh, puzzle games ever made. You know, it's the one, in case you're trying to, in case that name sounds familiar and you're trying to place it, it's the one whose uh, icon, who's like, you know, um, icon in the Steam store is a robot petting a cat. Um, so the Talos Principle, 75% off, $9.99, March 7th. That's a significantly steep discount. Speaking of significantly steep discount, and speaking of hardware, considering that we were talking all about uh, HTC Viva, and I keep wanting to call it the HTC Vivra, which is like, you know, like Viva, Viva la Diferenza, or Joie de Vivre. Uh, anyway, HTC Viva, um, if that's a little bit, out, if that $800 price tag is a little bit out of your reach, then, uh, don't worry, maybe you can satisfy yourself. Now through March 25th, you can get a Steam controller for 40% off at $29.99. That's 20 bucks off. I had to pay 50 bucks for mine. So that's a pretty good deal. And I love my Steam controller. Um, so yeah, if you if you really wanted a Steam controller, if you lusted after one, this is now your chance to get one for less than you could get uh, an Xbox uh, 360 uh, well, you can get an Xbox 360 wired controller for, I guess, 20 bucks, but they're generally about 30 bucks. This is a, you can get a Steam controller for the same price now. So jump on that with both feet now through March 25th. Now, uh, forgetting all the hardware, we have Soul Axiom. Speaking of first person based puzzle games, Soul Axiom, which is, man, ever since I started this podcast, I want to say, has been in early access, um, as a new release, is now, I, basically finally finished they are offering it now through march 7th at 30 percent off 13 dollars 99 cents it's a first person shooter role-playing game puzzle game uh with a uh you know uh, uh a cybernetic world you know afterlife uh theme uh everyone seems to love this game as well i will not be buying either this or so either soul axiom s-o-u-l space a-x-i-o-m or the talos principle anytime soon but I, I thought I would throw them out there just to give maybe some of our listeners who don't share my particular fucking, oh God, visceral aversion to puzzle games, maybe throw them a bone and acknowledge that, you know, they're out there. And then finally, more my speed and a game that I already own, 
Still in early access, but whatever. Um, Descent Underground. Oh, yes. Descent Underground. Right now, through March 8th, is 33% off at $20.09. I wonder who that $0.09 goes to. um, Other than the IRS. So, let's recap. We had the Talos Principle, 75% off. $9.99, March 7th. Steam Controllers. Now, 40% off. $29.99. Now, through March 25th. Then we had Soul Axiom. 30% off. $13.99 $13.99 March 7th. And by the way, I should also add about Soul Axiom. That game, even the the pictures and everything I've seen of it look fucking gorgeous. I might actually have to pick up Soul Axiom. I'm, try, I'm trying not to, man, because I just got this $800... I got, I got this 1000 bucks for Linux Fest Northwest vision in my head, and I got this 800 bucks vision of fucking HTC Viva in my head, and I got this IRS vision in my head for April... This is horrible. And then finally, we had Descent Underground, 33% off, $20.09, March 8th. Um, and then we covered, say it with me, super hot. That'd be super hot. Now together, super hot. Say it with me. Super hot, super hot, super hot, super hot, super hot. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, if you want to know more about the Skooky soundboard, which I will be wrapping up into a Git package and putting, out there sometime this week, hopefully. I mean, you know, this week meaning next week, like by Monday. Um, uh, let hit me up on Twitter at Vegas Writer, V E G A S W R I T E R. Um, as always, you can find us on bestlinuxgames.com to look at our videos, our YouTube videos and stuff and stuff. Um, and yeah, that'll do us for this week. Man, we managed to make it in under 40 minutes. Cheers. Thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. Um, HTC Viva, first to market. And the the reviews I've heard of from people who have who have played uh the at least the demos of it, most impressive. Most impressive. Um Yeah, and look for my slant news piece on this explosion of virtual reality. It's a virtual explosion, but it's in your reality. So does, does that make the explosion virtual in your reality or a virtual reality explosion in our reality? And which reality is more virtual? I don't know, but check it out. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Later. Best Linux gaming, bitches. <laughs>